0: Lord God, uh, I just want to welcome you here this morning, and thank you, Lord, for, for being faithful, for, for, for being great in your faithfulness, for being a, a God that can move mountains when you speak. Lord, I thank you for uh, this church body, this church family, and for uh, an oppor- opportunity to come together as believers with the sole purpose of... Learning about you so that you can be glorified, and so that we can put those those lessons that we learn uh, to play in our lives. Lord, we love you, and we thank you in the name of your Son Jesus. Amen. So, when you think of the word love, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? I want you to think about that for a second. Maybe it's a, a hobby, maybe it's a food. Right, I. I just discovered street tacos last year, and I kind of love street tacos. Um, maybe it's uh, a sports team or, or a sport. For me, it's the Chicago Bears. More specifically, it's the 1985 Chicago Bears that I think are the single greatest sports team of all time. Um, for my daughter, love is a stuffed moose. Um, maybe for you, love was the first time you held your child, or... Uh, sitting on the porch, drinking coffee with your spouse um, this morning, I loved the fact that my wife told me to zip up my zipper before I walked out of the house. Um, I loved that so to many of us, love is a is, is a, a passion for a person or a thing right um, it 's it's a word that we use to conjure up all kinds of of feelings and um, of, of affection and emotion. But love is an emotion. And because it's an emotion, it can be turned on or off, and it can be manipulated through feelings and circumstances. It's unfortunate that in the English language, um, it's used very broad and generic to use a lot, uh, or to, to, uh, to describe a lot of different kinds of life experiences. Um. Today, you know the, the, word, the word love or, or ahava in, in Hebrew is something that's very different from the word love that we use in our culture today. In Hebrew, love isn't just a feeling or emotion, it's deeply connected with an action or obedience. In fact, the, the root of the word hav means to give. Literally, it means to give of oneself. So what we see in the word, the, the Hebrew word uh, ahava is actually how you say it, um, is that giving is a fundal, fundamental part of loving. Isn't that interesting that that's uh, so different from the way that we use uh, love to describe an emotion in in our culture? Love isn't just receiving; it's also giving. Ahava is not just a feeling; it's also an act of doing. So we're in week three of our, of our series, Shema. Now, if you have your, a Bible with you or your Bible app, feel free to open up to Deuteronomy 6. If you've been with us for the last uh, couple of weeks, then, then you know that, that we've been studying this Old Testament prayer, the Shema. And this was a really powerful prayer that was, was faithfully Memorized and prayed and, and uh, prayed by uh, the Jewish faithful and, and it was it was literally recited every morning and every evening it's a prayer that declares uh, one's devotion to God and it demonstrates the character of God, but it also shows us how to respond to God and how to maintain an intimate relationship with him so each week in this series, we've been highlighting a, a specific word in the prayer, and then we've been digging deeper in them to try and pull out some of that meaning. And so today, you guessed it, we're, we're talking about the word love or ahava. So let's, let's read through uh, this verse here real quick together so we do uh, know what we're talking about. It says, in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, it says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And as we come to the word love or Ahava, in the Shema, we're going to unpack some, some richness and, and depth in this. See, the thing that, we've, that we have to understand first in this, in order to understand it, is that God is love, and he created us in his image so that we can love. Now, last week we looked at, at the Lord our God in the Shema, and we saw that he alone is the one true God. And when we look uh, deeply at the nature and the attributes of God, we see that he's not only eternal and supreme, but also in First in John 4, 8, we see that this simple concept that God is love. Throughout scripture, God shows us uh, what genuine love looks like uh, often, we see the love of God on display. We see it um, in, in a, a covenant relationship with his people. It's his constant protection and, and deliverance and, uh, and, and guidance of his people. It's in his heart of forgiveness. But one thing that God always demonstrates is that, is that love is in his nature, it's sorry. I have a, my mouth is dry. Um, it's important for us to understand that for the Israelites when they read this, they didn't. They didn't. Uh, they hadn't earned God's love, right? He didn't love them because they had done something specifically to to earn it, right? He he genuinely loves and, and has affection for them, but it's because it originates in His character. It has no beginning or end. This is a constant trait of his character. So his love in the eternal picture of the universe could kind of be summed up by saying that God loves because he loves, because God is love. In Jeremiah 31.3, it says, Long ago the Lord said to Israel, I have loved you, my people, with an everlasting love. With unfailing love, I have drawn you to myself. So we see that God's Ahava, his love, is shown through um, his affection for his people, but it's important for us to remember that, that aheva is, is different than our understanding of love. There's so much more to it because Ahava also means to give. It's, it's more than a feeling. It's also an action, God's love means that he also eternally gives himself to others. It isn't just a a sentiment, but it's something that he does. In Deuteronomy 4.37, it says, Because he loved your ancestors, he chose to bless their descendants, and he personally brought you out of Egypt with a great display of power. So why is this important? Well, first, we see that God is a loving God, right? He feels love for us and he, and he gives love to us through his action. And second, because God loves us, we can love too. See, in creation, God created a lot of amazing things. But his most amazing masterpiece, humans, were created in his image. In fact, in, in Genesis one twenty-seven, it says, "So God created human beings in His own image; in the image of God He created them, male and female He created them." So, if God is is love, then we can know how to love this way too, because we were created in His image. See the re- the reason why Israel was. Hey, thank you, appreciate that. See? Right there. It's demonstrated in in action. So the reason why Israel's able to pray this way in the Shema is because they knew that God deserved their love. All of their love, right? They could feel God's love, but they had also witnessed and experienced His love as well. Uh, They knew that they had been created in God's image so they could love too. And we are able to we understand now that we are able to and we're called to love god because he is the one true god but also because his love is instilled in us it's it's woven into our very dna ultimately we can love god because he first loved us but again we don't want to just think about this in in that kind of that kind of way we need to remember that this isn't just about having a Loving relationship with God, it, it isn't just about what I feel or how I feel in being in relationship with God. I mean, that is an important part, but our love for God is more than a feeling. It's also demonstrated in, in action. Um, if any of you are, uh, are baseball fans, you may know the, the name Adam LaRoche. Uh, Adam is a, a friend of mine. And uh, a few years back, he was playing for the Chicago White Sox. And he used to bring his son, Drake, to, uh, to the clubhouse with him on a regular basis. And uh, because it was just, it was part of his relationship with his son. But after a while, it, it started to be something that bothered some of the other players. And, and in reality, it was because um, they didn't want to have to act a certain way, mind their their P's and Q's when there was a child, you know, a young man in the in the locker room with them and so they, some of the players complained and the, the White Sox management eventually came and told Adam that he was no longer allowed to bring his son Drake to the locker room. Now, Adam is, um, he was in the middle of his career, had just signed a, a, a huge contract and he decided that he was going to walk away from baseball because his relationship with his son was more important. Now, I, I was talking with his, his son, Drake, about this a few months back. And after talking about it, Drake simply said, actions speak louder than words, right? And we can't deny the obvious here, can we? That's absolutely true. Saying to someone that you love them is sweet but it doesn't mean anything unless our words are followed by actions that correspond with them. So whether or not you love someone is is actually proved through the behavior and attitude towards them. Right? Uh, my wife knows that I love her because of the way that I treat her. Hopefully, she she knows that um, that often I will put her needs before my own. She knows that I will. Get around to finishing the the honeydew list eventually. she knows that i 'm going to work hard to help provide for the family because she understands that love is is more than a feeling it 's also demonstrated in my actions now don't get me wrong we're not we 're not just saying that that love is is just an action without feelings that 's not what i 'm not what I'm trying to say here. We need to remember that God's a is both his affection and action. So when we read in, in the Shema prayer, it's calling us to show affection towards God, but it's, it's also calling for God's people to put their love for God into action by serving and obeying him. And in Deuteronomy 10:12 uh, and 13, it says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. And you must always obey the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today for your own good. See, God was calling them to show Him their love and devotion through their action and through their obedience to Him. You know, for most Jewish people, the Shema is a very personal prayer that shows their dedication and devotion to God. It's a sign of an intimate and dedicated relationship. But you see, love and devotion to God is more than what we can personally receive from him or personally give to him. And I believe that God's people are called to imitate his love by showing it to others as well. And Jesus made this very clear when he was interacting with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the Uh, the the religious elite who would have never missed this prayer. Um, In Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. So when Jesus is talking to these Pharisees, he's like, Right on, bro. You are right in your, eliti- your elitism. You should love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. But then he adds another thing, and he says, but there's something else that's equally as important. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love God with all your heart, and love all others with all of you. We should think about these words often, so, so let's think about that. You know, let's, let's think about loving your neighbor as yourself for just a second. Because we, we do love ourselves an awful lot, right? We, we take care of ourselves an awful lot. And Jesus says that we need to love ourselves, or we need to love others with that same care that we love ourselves with. So imagine this for just a second. Guys, as, as the church, let's so imagine this. How many people would we point to Jesus if we loved other people, if we gave to other people what we've received from Jesus? So how do we love God after reading this? How do we love God? Well, we have a reverent fear of him. We love him with all our heart and all our soul and all of our strength. And we live our lives in, in a, a way that is pleasing to him. And we find out what pleases him by obeying his commandments and his directives that we read in his word. But we also love others. We tell people about Jesus. We mentor our family and our friends, and we demonstrate our love in action. So buckle up for a second, because here's the truth. If we say we love God but we don't follow him and we don't obey him and we don't point other people to Jesus then we don't love him. Regardless of what we say or how we feel because remember actions speak louder than words. See, when I begin to think of actions speaking louder of words, louder than words. I remember how God demonstrated his love for us. I might have gone forward two of them. Or maybe not. Can you give me the next one? See, God demonstrated his love for us in the most costly way. And I don't believe that there is any better example than to, to explain this the way that that the Apostle John did in his writing. There we go. And this may be a, a verse that, that you learned when you were young. Um, a lot of us, this might have been our, our, the first verse that we, that we learned, and it's really a great one. In John 3.16 it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And see, this is... This is demonstrated right here, how much God loves us. In the beginning, God created us in his image to experience a perfect relationship with him, to experience his perfect love, but we chose to turn away from that. We just, we we chose to disobey him, and sin entered the world, and that sin separates us from God. Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So that sin created a, a chasm between us and God. Now, a righteous and holy God has, has every right to bring judgment and, and punishment to those who disobey. In fact, in, in Romans 6.23, it tells us that, what that judgment is. The wages of sin is death, it says, But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. See, God's love, his ahava, he he loves his people so much that he made a way for us to be reconciled with him. He exchanged our death with that of his son. Romans 5.8 says, but God chose his shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus displayed his love by willingly going to the cross and dying for for sinners. Those of us who were still his enemies and still desperately wicked. Now that's a heva, right? That's love. Now, Jesus was fully God, and he was also fully human. So in this, he he perfectly demonstrates God's love for us, but he also had human emotions and feelings. The Bible says that before he died, he struggled. It was difficult. He had fear and anxiety there in the Garden of Gethsemane. So I want you to think about that for a second. Imagine Jesus there, and just before giving his life on the cross... What if, as he sat there in the garden, what if he, his feelings were, I don't love this. I don't love them. I hate this feeling. I don't, I don't like doing this, and therefore I'm gonna base my, my decisions on what I feel. Because if that had happened, we would, we would all be doomed hopelessly to hell. But instead, Jesus resisted, and he fought back against his feelings. And even though he prayed three times to have that cup removed from him, ultimately he was more interested in following the will of the Father than what he felt like doing. True ahava is about giving, and that's what Jesus did there. Ahava is not dependent upon feelings and emotions, because feelings and emotions are one of the, the feelings, are one of the shallowest and most unreliable of all of our emotions. Instead, what we see is that love is a, an intentional choice. It's more than a feeling because feelings are subjective while love is objectively displayed in actions. Bottom line here is that love is what a person chooses to do, not how. A, we choose to feel. So, God so loved the world because he, he felt like it? No, it was because it was in his nature. Now, of course, he does love us, but that love requires action, and that action included the supreme sacrifice of his one and only son. That was the ultimate demonstration of love in action. So, this, this idea describes God's true love for us. God created us as perfect in his image, and we distorted that creation based on our sin. See, God righteously deserves to separate himself from us because he knows no sin, but he loves us so much that he sacrificed his only son so that we could be reconciled with him. So the question that I'm going to leave you guys with today is this. Will you, re- will you choose to receive the love of God? Romans 10, 9 through 10 says this. It says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For within the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for loving us this way. Lord, thank you for sacrificing your son as a... as a a means of reconciliation, a gift that, that we didn't deserve and we don't deserve. But Lord, I, I thank you for it. And I also ask, Lord, that if there's anybody here that's listening to this today that wants to make um, that change in their life and that believes that and wants to, to uh, believe that with their heart and say it with their mouth, Lord, that you will uh, that you'll convict them um, and that you will Uh, give them opportunity to have this conversation with somebody, Lord, so that, that, that we can all take advantage of that gift that you've given us because you are faithful. Lord, we love you. We say this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.